Hey guys, welcome back to. It's cold again. Lord have mercy. You came up with Sorry. this thing. I need to write that down. I keep forgetting what it is. Lord have mercy. <laughs> welcome to episode five of Lord have mercy. We're talking about influences and contracts today, and more specifically, what happens when influencers don't have contracts in place. And with us in studio is Roxy Hutton, a business owner and a very, very dear friend of both Sonal and I. Hello, Rox. It's wonderful Hi, to have everyone. you on Lord Have Mercy. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. Finally, I know we've been talking about this for a very long time, so I'm very happy to be here, Claire and Sonal. Awesome. And hello to hello. Sin, my beloved co-pilot. Hi. Hi. Um, unbeknownst to many of you in our community, Roxy is actually the matchmaker who brought Sanel and I together. And I'm going to hand the mic swiftly to Sin to share the full uh, budding of our romance. <laughs> Hi, guys. Um, well, I'm sure if you didn't ask me to share the introduction, Rox would have had no problem volunteering this. It's probably one of your favorite stories to tell of 2020. And we keep getting a, an ever so gentle nudge reminder that she is the, the glue that holds this pair together. Basically, I know. It's, yeah, yeah. It was me. It was all me. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, but it is true. I was sitting on a couch in Cape Town in January and mindlessly scrolling through Instagram stories as one does. And I came across a very interesting red block with the yellow duck that Rox had shared. And she said... A good friend of hers had started this um, platform called Rock Ducks in a Row. Mm, that was a good one. That was a great name. <laughs> a great name. <laughs> and um, she, yeah, I was really intrigued by it, followed the profile. No name, no face. Just um, saw a lot of stuff talking about um, death in a very slightly, honest way. Sorry. Yeah. Hmm? No, I said slightly creepy. No name. Don't know who it is. No, it was completely creepy. I mean, and then luckily the 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 creep level was um was the same amongst me and the the nameless, <laughs> faceless person behind the Instagram account because I then reached out um slid into her DMs yes. as, as the youth you. might say. Yeah. The youth of today. Met in well agreed to meet um after we then the only thing that i knew was that uh roxy was a mutual friend and um we we are we then reached out had breakfast the next morning shared some stories about a university all three of us went to university together um, and go Rose. that is where yes Rhodes university interestingly enough though roxy and i were first year english students together and we coached some uh junior hockey and Claire was a bit older than us and didn't we the three of us never actually crossed paths well the two of us didn't cross paths with Claire um I think it was only when you guys were heading off to South Korea that you made that connection yeah crazily enough we met on the plane to South Korea in 2010 so Claire kind of picked up Claire picked up where I left off and have stayed friends ever since. So we've also kind of missed, Claire and I missed each other visiting Roxy and Dale and their kids on their, uh, on their farm in KZN. Um, we've I both been very lucky to have spent time there. That was a gentle nudge to get to the point of the podcast, I think. Just a gentle one from Claire. 
Anyway, long story short, Mel and I had a brekkie together at Manor Epicure, and it was glorious, and we met Roxy immensely, and yeah, I mean, it was the start of a most fortuitous and glorious business partnership, yeah, and Roxy's doing the heart emoji, which is, um, yeah. Hands on the head. So, I mean, apart from being a very talented photographer, Rox has also built an incredible media platform with all kinds of digital products and services, and it centers around kind of lifestyle, uh, and specifically around mom lifestyle. And I guess when you run something as successfully as what Roxy's done, it's really only a matter of time before all kinds of brands come knocking on the proverbial door for you to be an ambassador for their product or an influencer for their product. And so, um, you know, Roxy's obviously very selective about who she represents, but, but she's, yeah, she's been an influencer or a momfluencer. I can't keep up with the terms. <laughs> I don't know what's appropriate, Rox, but um, yeah, we thought we'd get Rox on a call to chat about, or on a podcast to chat about quite an important aspect of the business that she runs, which is contracts and the contracts that govern these various influencer relationships that she's got mm. with brands. So, I mean, let's start right at the beginning, Rox. I know that Sunil is your lawyer in this particular yes, uh, yes. situation. So it's all quite sort of uh, interconnected. But I mean, do you, as an influencer, do you use contracts and do you feel like so, you can use them? So it's actually, it's something I often talk about because I started off um, my brand and everything as a blogger. And as a blogger, when I first started, the idea of having a contract was very scary. I didn't feel like I was big enough. I didn't feel like I had a big enough following. You know, what, what is the brand going to say to me when I send in this official document? Um, do I even know what I'm supposed to put in it? Like, does it have to be really legal? Is someone else supposed to write it or can I do it? So I didn't ever have contracts in the beginning. Um and then I had a bit of a, there's a lot of take, take, take from the influencers by the brands. It can happen both ways, I guess, but I've had a lot more take from me um, in a negative sense, if that makes sense. Um, and mm. I realized actually it's really important to have some kind of document in place where you both know what you're getting out of it. You're just setting everyone's expectations. Um, but it took me a while to get there because at first it was just an exchange of emails. Maybe it was an exchange and you're sliding into each other's DMs like we already spoke about. Um, and then you've got no no way of like going and, and I'm terrible at remembering details. So I was like, did I say I would do three posts? Did I say it was one? Oh, well, today I feel like doing five. So I'd do five posts. And then there was no real way of checking and keeping on track with what you've promised this brand um and yeah I had an unfortunate incident um recently in the last couple of weeks that uh, um with a brand and there was no contract in place uh, or no formal agreement um and by agreement I think Sanal can clarify this as to what what an agreement actually needs to be how formal it needs to be um yeah, I think we've discussed this before, Sanel and I have, as to you can keep it very informal. It can be just, yeah, well, Sanel, you tell me, how informal can an agreement be between a, a influencer? I don't like the term, I don't like using the term myself. I love to be called an influencer by other people because it makes me feel very special. But calling myself an influencer feels a bit pompous. But um, anyway, if you are a, yeah, an influencer and a brand, I guess having an agreement in place 
protects both parties' rights? And how, how um, formal does that need to be to be protective for both sides? Well, actually, this is a conversation that we had a couple of days ago. And Roxy made a very good point because I come from a legal background and, and education where we learn about contracts and it's contract law, the law, you know, it's, it's a contractual dispute, a contractual claim. There's, there's all this, this terminology of, of a contract and Roxy and I were chatting about it. And then I started using this term contract and agreement interchangeably. And then it became a thing of, you know, are these actually the same thing? Which I think is a very valid question. Right. Yeah. And it made me think that often with, with a contract, there, there is this power dynamic, you know, like sign this contract um, and it's generally one person's prepared it, you've got to take it or leave it. And that's not really what it's supposed to be. So contract talks about the meeting of the minds. It mm-hmm. says an old Latin phrase, but it still is very relevant today because that's what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be an agreement of the mind. So if you look at it from that point of view, you've got two people mm-hmm. that could be two individuals, two businesses, an individual and a business, you know, whatever combination and it's supposed to be, like you said, Rox, this framework that we put mm-hmm. together that protects both of us by managing mm-hmm. the other person's expectations. Mm-hmm. So we know these are our responsibilities um, and obligations, and also these are our expectations of what you're going to do. And then the other person says, well, these are our you know, obligations, and these are what our expectations are from you. Mm-hmm. And if you draft the contract with the agreement properly and fairly, that's not to say you can have independent legal advice or um, input there. But if if it's being drafted fairly, it should be quite an easy thing to sign because both people are saying, this is exactly the, the way forward that we're prepared to do um, work with yeah. each other. And for me, it's always a, a, a telltale sign when people say, oh, but, you know, you can just trust each other mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. we can just, um, you know, you let's just do this as a trial and then and see how that, how that works. Because in my head, like you said, it doesn't have to be this 50-page document that's been bound and, you know, got a cover page and numbered and all of those sorts of things. Even if you are engaging on a trial basis, why not just have a one-pager that says, we're going to do this for a trial. You're not going to get paid. Mm. You're going to post two of these things and then see how it goes. And at least then both parties are absolutely clear about what Mm -hmm. the expectations are. And then you can't be disappointed because usually in a contract, I think a lot of people also forget that an anti-natural contract, their their marriage you know, piece mm-hmm. of paper is a contract. It's the same as that. You know, you you put these contracts together. You're not hoping that things are going to go pear shaped. No, but and if I'm they do, on they your, generally pear shaped law analogy there. So what happened to me recently is I was working with a brand and I was invited to be a brand ambassador. And you know, the the kind of um, what was expected of me was sort of put out in a in a Instagram DM message um, and everything was all fine and dandy. And then actually I um, got in touch with this person and I just let her know that I wanted to mention a couple of other brands, um, upcoming workshop that I plan to do. And anyway, long story short, um, she was not happy about this and um, I've been dropped as the brand ambassador for this particular brand. Um, and it was a very hurtful um how can I say it just got it got very mean spirited and just horrible for me to be on the receiving end of this for for a brand that I love and 
am always promoting way before I was asked to be a brand ambassador. And the point is, come the middle of the, the I want to say argument, because it went on for about two weeks, um, I got to a point where I said, did we have an agreement? Because then I thought, maybe I'd forgotten. Okay, maybe Roxy in her forgetful state, two kids, farm, chickens, cows, all the things. Maybe I forgot that there was this agreement that I'd signed. So I went back in my messages, didn't find an agreement, went back to her and she said, no, 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 no. We didn't, I didn't think it needed to be so formal. It was just, you know, you posting this many pictures on Instagram stories and not even any formal images um, in exchange for a couple of items. So I was like, okay, um, I'm just going to backtrack a little bit to see the value of these items that were sent to me versus how much I charge, how much Roxy charges for photography and for um, shout outs and um, for posts on Instagram. And the value has not met at all. It's not at all equal, which I was okay with because I had promoted this brand for a very long time and it was a very authentic promotion for me. And it was a very authentic alignment of my interests and um, yeah, and something, a product that I was using anyway. Um, and then for her to come back to me and say, no, but actually you can't promote these other products because you know as a brand ambassador you you should be exclusive to the brand now I hadn't signed anything and this is now someone telling me what Roxy can and can't say with there being no agreement in place just to, I mean okay in her mind obviously there was this agreement of a you post this and um, you get sent this but yeah it was very very blurred lines everything was very um, up in the air which made me think that I could have posted about all these other brands as well because I come from a place of sharing very honestly and very authentically with the products that I use. So if I do mention something, even if I've been paid to mention it, it will be a genuine love of the product, right? It won't be because I've been paid and now I have to say something nice. I'd rather not say anything than say something horrible about a brand. Um, so yeah, anyway, the point is there was no formal agreement, no written anything, and never mind a written something, just a piece of paper that says, okay, this is what you're going to get, this, 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 in exchange for um, this many of the product. And then also what's important, and I chat to lots of bloggers about this, is when you approach a brand, have uh you you have, you have your rates and your like a media kit that um that i send out and that brands will request will request from me and on there i state exactly how much i charge for my standard rate for my services so if i'm doing a brand photography shoot for you i charge four and a half thousand rand but now if i'm working with a brand whose product let's say it's a um I don't know, they make, um, what can I say, like cups for children. If their cups are worth like 200 rand, but I really love them and I've used them forever and ever, I probably will do an exchange, okay? And even though I charge, say, four and a half thousand rand for a shoot, I probably will lower my rates. But then if you've got a trade exchange agreement or you have something in there that both of you can refer to and look at and say, okay, well, Roxy usually charges four and a half thousand she has accepted 200 rands worth of products in exchange for this. Okay, cool. So we both know we're doing, well, everyone knows Roxy's doing a favor here, but she's agreed to do it. So it's not like she's being blindsided with, um, yeah, with only with an unfair amount of product in exchange. So anyway, this brand has dropped me and I'm no longer working with them. And it was a very horrible um, exchange yeah. of, um, yeah. Of, yeah, of it's words. very sad. It's yeah. really not nice when things don't end on a on a good note, and especially when right. sort of it's it's very, yeah it's it's not great. So I guess I mean to kind of um, think think sort of forward. What what yes. are some of the things that um, 
that you, oh yeah, what advice would you give to your um, your younger self two, two months or three months younger? I mean, I don't know when this relationship started, but how would you do things differently going forward? Because I mean, the best, it's that whole t- once bitten, twice shy thing, you know? I'm mm-hmm. sure you're not ever going to, and it's unfortunate that you had a negative experience that's now kind of, you know, forcing right. a bit stricter with contracts and things. But yeah, going forward, what what does it look like for you? So um, even though I've been bitten, you say once bitten, twice shy, I think I've been like 10 times. And yet times I've probably sent an agreement to three out of the 10. I think it's Roxy not learning here. But basically always have some kind of agreement that you can send out to people, no matter how nice you think the other person is. So this was, again, a problem. I thought, oh, she's so nice. Everything will always be great and fine and lovely and happy. It wasn't, clearly. Um, and, yeah, I think going forward with any brand exchange, and also it doesn't have to be a huge company that you're working with that you have to have an agreement for. Like, it can be... Oh, I don't know, another blogger, and now you write, you do a podcast together. How about just putting together something so that you know what's expected of each person and you know what you're going to provide and you know what they're going to provide in return as well. So you can look back at it. And I know I, I when I have sent out these um, agreements, or um, I won't say contracts, it sounds so scary, um, I'd say trade agreement, is then a, it's also helpful for me. So I go, oh my gosh, how many posts did I say I would do for this brand? Because I'm working with so many brands at one at one given time. I can look back and say, okay, oh, it's three this month. Okay, okay, great. I've done two. I've got one more to do. And it's just also, yeah, a nice way of also going, okay, well, are they paying this much? Or yeah, it's definitely have an agreement to help keep you both accountable and um yeah and it just personnel has said this before it's just two two people um signing something if it's benefits or not if it's benefits if it's fair to both parties it shouldn't be a problem for the other person to sign you know um if they're going to go oh no i don't want to sign this thing that basically says what we've been stating in our emails then you're going to have alarm bells going off as to do you even want to be working with this company or this brand or this person even um going forward have you had any sort of horrible responses when you've sent out a contract have you had Uh, no not at all you know I've I've sent out when I've a couple of years ago I worked with a little clothing brand and they came out here to the farm and we did like a photo shoot together we were both learning um and I was very scared to send them this little trade exchange um and the feedback I got from them afterwards was wow you know Roxy you came across as so professional even though we had had exchanges um over social media and I kind of saw you as a you know like as a friend almost you because of this um exchange of what agreement you came across as a very professional person who takes their business seriously and everyone wants to be taken seriously right and you want to be seen as taking your business seriously too even if it's just a blog even if it's just your Instagram platform and you just yeah you're growing your little following it doesn't matter if you only have a hundred people on there you know take yourself seriously and having a contract not a contract we don't want to use that word it's scary it scares it scares everyone um but having an agreement in place I think is just yeah it can only benefit you and like you say okay I haven't had anyone turn around and go "Uh, sorry we don't want to work with you anymore because you've got a contract in place but I think it's also important to know (laughs) to have your contract state like simple words as well because I've had one contract I think I found it online someone had posted it somewhere and I adapted it for myself but 
I didn't even understand the words in there and it was supposed to be this simple thing. So I was scared to sign it for myself. Never mind to send this to someone else to sign. So, yeah. I mean, that's part of, you know, what gets an L and I, out of bed in the morning is this fury, yeah. this blinding fury that the law is so inaccessible. And I mean, mm. you know, you're a tertiary educated English speaking woman. And even for you, a contract is a, you know, a, yeah, yeah. I mean, legal jargon at the best of time. Doesn't have to be a scary thing. Yeah. Um, Sanal, do you have any kind of, from a legal perspective, any additional thoughts to add to, you know, the, the, the conversation point around contracts and intimidation and feeling like you aren't in a position to send a contract through? I mean, it's, it's your right to do so, isn't it? In a, in a loose sense, it's a, <laughs> it's definitely something that I think that everybody should feel empowered to do. I don't think you're going to find a right to send contracts in the constitution or, or anywhere else, but it's, it's, you know, legals aside, it's also about thinking from the perspective of, you know, how seriously do you take your business and your brand and, and where do you want it to go? So a lot of people that I've spoken to have said that they have paid for agreements to be drafted um, they've received, you know, this 10, 15 page or whatever it is. And to Rox's point, have said, I would not sign this. If I was given this, I would not sign this. So how could I expect somebody that I want to do business with to sign it? So the resolution is, even though they've already paid for this document, is to put it in a drawer somewhere and they never use it. Yeah. And that's not good either. We, we've, we've had a lot of people come to us and ask us to revise certain things and do this. But it, I think it's better to start with something. And even if that something is, you know, I'm just going to write down in an email, um, here's some, here's some no notes that I've, I've taken. Um, I'm going to do this. You're going to do this. Are you happy with this? That person says, yes, you can put it into a word document and just sign it. You know, that is an agreement. There's no lawyers involved. There's nothing, you know, crazy going on, but it's just very basic understanding. So, of course, they are. With Sorry, on that point of it being, you know, basic, could I say something like, I, Roxy, you know, um, the blogger at City Girl Searching, um, I mean, can you make it, it, do you have to use fancy words at all? Or can it literally just be like, I promised to post three Instagram posts in the month of September in exchange for, you know, a thousand rands worth of spoons? for my child to eat their solids with like would that would that hold up I mean it's not you're not actually creating something to hold up in court right we're not doing something like that it's just well I think that I, I, I think you you should look at it from the thing of if things go wrong what would my um you know what options would I have so the legal term there is remedies and it's it's weird because that's usually something that you think of like curing an ailment yeah. or, or a health issue, but, yeah. but it, it can be such a pain. And, and I think, to be honest, I think that people don't take it seriously enough. Um, so by all means, I've, I've looked at uh, contracts that have been drafted by clients. Claire herself has started to draft some of our agreements between service providers. Um, and as long as it's clear and well thought out and it's very practical, you can do that. There are certain things. I mean, our preferred way of doing things is to look at an agreement and have the what we call the nuts and bolts in there. And that's really like things, big things. So who owns who owns the work that you're creating? If we're collaborating, if I'm doing it for you, um, what happens if things go wrong? Uh, where where would we resolve this dispute? So Roxy, like you said, you know, we're not we're not drafting this to go to court. 
if you don't put a clause into an agreement that that says otherwise then yes you are but Mm -hmm. you can always put a clause in agreement that says actually if things go wrong we're going to look at mediation we're going to look at arbitration we're going to look at something that doesn't involve going to court but we're going to agree to that now so that if you are the big corporate and i'm the little you know sme sitting somewhere you're not going to say what are you going to do you sue me Mm. no actually you've agreed already that we're going to go to mediation and I, and I am going to take you up on that. And then you, you look at the sort of nitty gritty as we, we call it a statement of work, but once you have a, have an agreement in place, that could be your relationship forever. Mm. If, if that's two things that you agree with, but now it's like, okay, Roxy, we would like you to do this for this particular one. We're looking at two posts, um, you know, one, one in January, one in February, in exchange, we're going to pay you this amount of money. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you will have to send this to us for approval. We get final say mm-hmm. you, you get X amount of money. We pay you 50% now, 50% later. So, you know, all those little details, it can mm-hmm. be as much or as little as you want. I don't believe in anything is too much information in my personal or professional mm-hmm. life. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> rather, know rather put that in and 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 be safe and then like you said it's 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 also about saying things like um what if somebody drops dead in the middle of this this project mm. like can you then go knocking on their door and say i'm oh, sorry you still owe me 50 percent of my invoice um oh. but you should be entitled to because yeah. you've done the work yeah so it's just about making sure that that everybody um you know, feels feel safe and secure. And the idea being is that once you have this all done, then you hope that you never have to rely on a contract. Yeah. But like you said, by the time things go wrong, yeah, there is okay. so much emotion at play and like it's swirling like, around. Mm-hmm. So then, so okay, I don't, I sorry, cut you off there. Um, so now, no, I'm, I was just going to say that I just, I've never seen it personally where people in, in, in that are really emotive um, have been able to resolve something if you couldn't resolve it when you got along, yeah. you said you certainly not going to resolve it when, when you, yeah, you don't get along. Yeah. Whereas if you've got an objective piece of paper that somebody has agreed mm-hmm. to, you can rely, you can rely on that mm-hmm. then to, um, to resolve the issue. I have to just share a, a personal anecdote at this point. My very, very first business partnership was a long time ago. And before we put so much as a cent into the business, dad sent myself and my partner across the road to a family friend who was a lawyer and we sat and we had a joint venture agreement drawn up and it had a very specific um, exit clause. So if things went tits up, we knew exactly how to get out of the thing. And obviously, you know, you, you never go into a partnership of any sort. I don't think a romantic partnership, a business partnership, um, you know, sort of trade engagement, like an influencer brand thing, thinking that it's going to get ugly um, or that you're going to need to pull the plug. But it happens. And uh, in my situation, the partnership ended up not working out the way that we'd anticipated that it might, and we needed to exit. And it was a very difficult thing to do, just from an emotional point of view. And I promise you, having black and white, clear steps of how to get out of this thing fairly, um, you know, by the book was just absolutely the best thing that we could have. Uh, it was the best. 2000 rand that I've ever spent, you know, at the beginning of a startup. And uh, yeah. yeah, I suppose you've got to have these things for just in case. Um, yeah. You certainly don't intend to start 
with them, uh, you know, to uh-huh. use them. So I think that's a really good point, Claire. And then now uh, this brings me to my next point. So where, if I am now, because I'm obviously coming on as a blogger and a hashtag influencer, um, yeah. how, where, where, where do you find an example of an agreement like this? Do you guys offer this as a service? Like, can you can you make one up? Um, so if, if it, people who follow me are now listening to this and want to know, okay, cool, I'm not going into a partnership with a business and I'm not even thinking with that sort of mindset yet, but I know that I'm going to work with this brand tomorrow or I'd like to, but I need to have some kind of contract agreement in place. Where can I find one of these? Can you guys help me with that? Is that something like a service you offer? Yeah, so it absolutely is. So we typically start all of our um, engagements off with a chat with Sunil, who kind of gets to the bottom of your specific business needs or your personal needs, um, because I think it's just too easy to kind of slap a generic like, hey, here's a template, use this. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's sometimes better to to have that chat and figure out really what um, what your situation uh, you know needs, um, and then yeah, we do draft. When I say we, I don't mean we. I mean Sonal. Sonal drafts agreements for people to use. Okay. Um, okay, so I ask I ask that because I know some people won't be in a position to like pay to have an agreement done. Can they go and like Google this? Do you think is that would that hold up? Like I know we've spoken now about you know things being. You've I mentioned the word mediation that like makes me go, oh my gosh, what does that really mean? And um, yeah, is I it, think. Is it, you know, it's it's quite an interesting for us because as much as we want to empower people to um, be more proactive and take these things seriously and, and also to look out after themselves, it's been quite an interesting thing for us because there's tons of free resources online and there's nothing that can there's nothing that stops you from going there. But like you said, um, is it good us, enough? What you finding? Online? Well, it's difficult to say because, like you said, it might be something that that is. Um, drafted for a different country so things apply there that don't apply here it might also be something that's drafted for example you are an influencer and somebody else is the the company it could be drafted on behalf of that company now if you as an influencer download that it's it's not going to be worthwhile so for me i mean just to be very blunt um you both have been clients of mine in the past and are still friends i mean something that i I always try to do and claire will, will know this is is try draft something fairly so that it can get signed as quickly as possible and, and have had yeah. that happen a lot of times. I do feel a bit frustrated sometimes, especially when you I've drafted contracts and um, mm. where I know what that value of that contract is. The yeah. value is like you said, four and a half thousand Rand for mm. a brand photography mm. shoot. And and bearing in mind that a lot of the contracts, if they drafted well and you are educated about them by the person drafting it, you should be able to use it forever and ever and ever. So yeah. sometimes I do think it's a bit of a cop out for 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 small businesses to say, oh well, we can't afford yeah. it. I completely understand. Yeah. Maybe somebody has quoted you an outrageous amount of money, but I think yeah. what is important to do is say, I've paid for my logo, I've paid for my website, mm-hmm. I've paid for my this headshots. Is just as important, if not more important, you know. It's exactly. You know, well, well, what what is my business if I'm not looked after? So that's. To that point, I think it's good to like get a few cost estimates and to find a lawyer that you trust. Um, but then to also just to, like you said, budget for, for these sorts of expenses because mm-hmm. the the alternative is way worse. I was going to say. Lose out. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I think even if you are just starting out, and this I'm talking more to um, if there are any other bloggers out there or what influencers and people who want to be influencers, if you want to take yourself seriously as a business owner, because you should consider your blog, even your Instagram platform as a business. You know, if, if you're hoping to generate money from it, you need to be taking it very seriously. If you're going to spend as much time, you know, curating your feed and putting as much thought and time into the images that you're posting, take like do yourself a favor and take that energy and invest it into something like a contract or an agreement that you can then send to to, to brands um and yeah i think uh, just on a small note of, of making things pretty because that's kind of what my whole blog and whole lifestyle is about making um and seeing the pretty and everything like you can take your your contract your agreement and put your logo on it you can put pretty things on there it will still be it will still be um who told you say? that can I, can I do that? Can I do that? Can I, can I take the agreements you've given me and stick a little pretty little picture in the corner? Will it still hold up in court? Will I be taken seriously? Absolutely. Guys, that's brought us on that on that very pretty note. I think this is uh, sort of the end of our podcast today. Um, Rox, thank you so much for being a guest. I know the three of us could chat and will chat for hours hours and hours after this. But thank you so much for coming to share your story with us. And yeah, wishing you all the best in the future in terms of using those contracts of yours. And uh, And thank you to you guys. Hey, thank you to you guys for for creating a service where people can, yeah, making the law accessible for everyone. I think you really are helping so many people and I hope reach so many more. Thanks for listening to this episode of Lord Have Mercy. If you've got a story to share or need a legal hand with anything, visit poplaw.coza, where we believe in making law for everyone.